You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 234 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are talking about the A's in fantasy baseball. Which player should you be targeting? When should you grab them according to their current ADPs? And which players will be a sneaky late round flyer for you guys. Uh, this is more research that I did for my own fantasy baseball draft. So hopefully some of you guys have not drafted yet and this information will be very useful for you. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys today. I also got to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on, I, I'm going to say Friday. They keep asking me to push a date and time and I, I don't know yet. Um, it's going to be either Friday night or Sunday uh, at like a, during Sunday night baseball, some, somewhere in there. Uh, so download the app. Then you get alerted when I go live and then you can join me for the conversation. Then uh, let me know when you want to have your locker room talk. So when works best for you, I can do anytime. So uh, if you want to join me for a conversation, let me know. Uh, that's, that's locker room. They're changing the way that we talk about sports. It's a great app, actually. I thoroughly enjoy just dropping into people's rooms and being like, hey, well, what's this about? It's a really cool app idea, and I'm uh, really looking forward to using it more and more as the season goes along. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Com. So let's get into it for you guys. The three main targets for the A's in fantasy purposes are going to be Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, and Jesus Luzardo. Uh, Olson right now is going between pick 88 and 112, somewhere in that range, uh, d- depending on which fantasy site you're going with. And I think that whatever what your, the categories are in your league will be the determining factor on whether or not Matt Olson is closer to 88 or 112. Um, and that's going to be true for everything that I say today. So know your league, know the rules. What are the categories? What do you need to score points? What do you need to do to win? Uh, that's step one in fantasy baseball I have learned recently. So uh, that's the best way to uh, to win leagues is know how to score the best and uh, look for stuff like that. So uh, basically, like in our in our locked-in league, our hitter categories are home runs, RBI, on-base, and stolen base. They're pretty easy. Oh, uh, runs. Runs are also a thing. Um, pretty basic one that we're going with because we have 16 teams. So we wanted to not make it too convoluted. Um, and so in this one, Olsen would go a little bit higher in this kind of a league, just because, uh, if he's healthy, he's going to give you a solid on base production. He has a ton of power that could bring you 35 to 45 home runs. And, uh, that if he stays healthy, he's good for 35. I think, uh, no matter what he's hitting, he'll give you 35 and he's going to get his run scored hitting in the middle of that Oakland lineup too. And his RBIs. So that's four out of the five categories that you need right there. Uh, he's not going to get you stolen bases, but four out of five, not bad. So in my locked on league, I would look at him a little bit earlier, closer to 88. But if your league punishes strikeouts, like a couple of other fantasy leagues that I'm, uh, 
also playing in, then he may fall a couple of rounds because Zon base isn't elite necessarily. Uh, you can grab guys like Jesse Winker or Brandon Nemo a little bit later that are on base machines. It'll give you like a 380 on base to really help boost the overall, but they're, those guys don't play every day. So it's a week to week thing where you don't necessarily know how many at bats you're going to get and how much of a boost they're going to be giving somebody like uh, Matt Olson here. So uh, with Matt Olson though, you're, you're paying for the power at that point. If, if you're getting punished by strikeouts and having more advanced metrics and not just the counting stats because those are what he's going to be producing and his on bases if that's the second category that you're going to with Matt Olson it's good but it's not you know 350 it'll be like 330 and that's you can get that in a lot of other places as well so uh, according to the steamer right now over at Fangraphs Ole is projected for a 242 average a 340 on base 38 homers and he's also projected for 87 runs and 98 runs batted in while swiping Two bags. I lied. He will give you two steals over the course of an entire season. So it's not a bad projection by any means. Uh, if you're in a 10-team league, I'd suggest probably holding off on Olsen around pick 100 if that if there's somebody else that you like a little bit more just for the sake of value because it's a 10-team league. It's easy to find value on the waiver wire once the season gets going. So if you mess up Matt Olsen, it's not that big of a deal. But you want to hit on as many early picks, you know, first 10 rounds as you can. And you don't you're not necessarily going to miss on Olsen, but if you want to take somebody like CJ Crone a little bit later, he's playing in Colorado now, and uh, he's projected for a similar on base at 332 with 26 home runs. And in a 10-team league, he's also going 15 rounds later. You can grab him with one of your last picks if your roster is even that deep. So he's a, a decent option there if you either miss out on Matt Olsen or if you want to take somebody else instead of Matt Olsen around pick 100. So uh, the, I'm... I'm definitely trying to pump up the A's guys, but also there are other guys around if you want to take them a little bit later. So I'm trying to give you the best fantasy options here. And uh, there's also definitely more risk with CJ Crone because uh, Colorado hitters have a hard time because they're facing different pitches no matter where they go. Colorado just affects pitches differently, and that's half their games. Then they go somewhere else, and breaking balls from the same pitchers are not moving the same. And uh, that can't be easy. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on for CJ Crone is how does he deal with, uh, you know, that, basically. Uh, elite hitters like Nolan Arenado have done okay with it. Trevor Story's been okay with it. But th that lineup's also not great right now either. So. CJ Crone, he's going to be getting playing time as long as he's healthy. So uh, interesting guy. Again, uh, for Olsen, though, he's going to be really good on the field, but defense does not count in fantasy, which stinks. If you're buying into the Corey Kluber rebound and pinstripes, he's going around the same time as Ole. So maybe you want to go for Corey Kluber instead of Matt Olsen, and you go Kluber and CJ Crone uh, as a pair deal from... <laughs> 15 rounds apart, uh, just an option to consider. So basically, in summation, it, it, draft Olsen. He's going to be fine. He'll be great. But also take your league scoring and league size into account when you're doing so. If you're in a 16-team league, it's probably best to jump on him when his name comes up. Uh, maybe that's closer to pick 88 or you know, 90, 95, somewhere, wherever that is. But you got to do it where it makes sense for your league and your rules. And so I'm trying to cover a broad space. I'm, I'm, I'm shotgunning this one where I'm like, hey, here's some stuff over here and over here. And it doesn't apply to everybody, but I'm trying to make it so that it's broad enough for everybody. Um, anyways, moving on to Matt Chapman, though, one of the best third basemen in the game of baseball, but going right around pick 100 in fantasy baseball. Uh, not a fan of that. I Every year I'm like, he's going to break out. This is the year. And I was looking at some of the guys that are going at the top of the draft at third base, and Manny Machado, who I do not like, is going 
very close to the top. He's at pick number 19, and he's projected to hit 274 with 36 homers and 97 runs scored. And they've also got a pegged for 104 RBI. So that's a really good line, obviously. And that's why he's going at pick number 19. He'll also throw in a couple of steals, nine to 10, maybe double digit steals. And they've got him pegged for a 352 on base. So uh, really good stat line. These are all projections, obviously. But there's also been some inconsistency when it comes to Machado's offensive numbers with them on the upswing every other year. And uh, this is a downswing year for him. And I think that those projections could be high because uh, I kind of sort of believe in the every other rule if a player shows that that's what they're doing. Uh, Matt Chapman is going to have a better 2021 than Manny Machado, I think. And so I think that he'd be a pretty decent value where he's going at uh, pick 100. And that's because Matt Chapman, he has something to prove. I've said it before on the podcast, but when he went down with a hip injury, he did not get to play in the playoffs. He wants to prove that he is okay right now. He wants to show that he can still do all the things in the field that we're all used to. And uh, I think that he knows that his offense has not quite been what he wants it to be. He's been working on it. He's he's going to go kick some ass this year, you guys. Um, the pitching in the AOS is not great, which definitely helps. And that should lead to plenty of opportunities for Matt Chapman to pad his numbers going up against teams like Texas, Seattle, uh, the Angels, and because we'll see. And then uh, Houston has a very unproven staff. So that's four teams, and that's roughly half the team's games uh, that Matt Chapman can just do whatever the hell he wants Sometimes <laughs> there, there are good pitchers. They're, they are major league pitchers, but uh, they're all basically unproven or, you know, not good in the Angels case. Um, but Matt Chapman is going to win the MVP in his career. And I think that this is the year that he's going to do it. There are a lot of uh, third basemen listed ahead of Matt Chapman on the fantasy rankings, leaving him as the 14th ranked player with third base eligibility. But he has 35 plus home run potential and could drive in 100 runs with an on base around 340. Uh, I, I think that that's very attainable for him. So if your league's going to let you have Matt Chapman at pick 100, I think that that's a steal because he has not realized his potential. And I think this year could be the year that he does it. Again, it depends on how your league operates. So pay attention to the scoring and the size of the league and all that stuff. But Chapman is a solid pick for where he has been going. Uh, and that's where I'm going to leave that. But coming up, let's talk some pitchers. And then a little bit later, I'll give you a couple of under the radar A's to put on your watch list. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. All right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the new Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. 
And also, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. If you do, please, that's always much appreciated. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and Locker Room. And if you have any uh, questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So moving on over to the mound, Jesus Luzardo is unsurprisingly the A's top option uh, as a fantasy pitcher. So uh, like Chapman and Olsen, he is going right around pick 100, averaging out at around pick 106. He's had three spring starts. One of them came on Monday, and in his uh, first and third, the third being uh, yesterday's, uh, he combined to throw eight and a third innings pitched, gave up three hits, three walks, and six strikeouts. Uh, That's the Luzardo that I'm planning on seeing this year. I know that there is another version of him, which he showed up in his second start this spring, but uh, the one that I'm planning on seeing more of this season is the first and third start. Uh, Jesus Lozardo in that second start. He was also pitching against the Diamondbacks who he faced on Monday and uh, he was working on some stuff in that third inning because he gave up uh, five runs in that frame and gave up six in total. It was not a great uh, outing for him. We got to see a turkey sub, I believe, so that was fun. Um, and so the optimistic side of me says that he's going to be in the low to mid three in terms of ERA, and he's going to win like 15 games or something like that, have a bunch of quality starts if that's something that your league does, have a whip around 110, and that's a pretty solid starter. Uh, Do I have any evidence for that? No, but I think that that's his, not necessarily ceiling for this season, because I think that his ceiling could be even better than that, but I think that that is a realistic goal for him is three to three, five ERA, 110 whip, you know, limit some of those walks a little bit, and uh, see what happens from there. If you're going to draft Lozardo, though, I do have one piece of advice, and that is that he is not the focal point of your pitching staff. Uh, but instead, he's just a nice supplemental piece. Uh, you know, if you got like Lucas Giolito and somebody else, and then you got Jesus Lozardo as like your third option as a fantasy pitcher. I think that that is a solid rotation because uh, he could definitely be a really good guy in your rotation and become, you know, the roster focal point as the season moves on. But from draft day, I don't know that he's going to be that guy, especially he's going to have uh, two starts against Houston and either the Dodgers or uh, Houston again. So uh, that's not a fun way to start the season. Um, and, and then again, if he faces Houston twice, he might shut him down both times. That would be a lot of fun looking forward to it. But uh, as of the projections and all that stuff, I don't know that he's quite there just yet. But if you're looking for somebody around that same pick, it, there's... No sure thing at this point in the draft, but at pick 116, Charlie Morton of the Braves could be a a more of a sure thing uh, because he's been doing it for a long time. He wanted to play in Atlanta. Atlanta's a really good team, and uh, he doesn't have the upside of Luzardo, but I think that he's he's going to be more solid. He might not give you a ton of innings, but he'll definitely give you a bunch of strikeouts, and uh, he plays in a harder division, though, so you got to take that into account. So if you miss out on Luzardo a couple of rounds later at pick 165, well, more than a couple of rounds, like six rounds later, depending on the size of your league, uh, at pick 165, you could buy in on Frankie Montas, and Frankie has the stuff to succeed. It's just a matter of being consistent for him, and that's what I want to see from him in 2021. Uh, he also hasn't thrown more than 100 innings in any big league season, and has only come close once when he threw 96 innings in 2019. Um, I think that Montas is a solid option when he's out there, 
but and he has a lot of upside, but you have to make sure that you got some backup options if you're taking Frankie Montas. There's one version where he could be the ace of your staff because he's really, really good. I mean, depending on who, who your other pitchers are, obviously, but there's another version where he gives you 80 innings and he's on the I.O. all the time and you're constantly looking for a you know, a fill in for Frankie Montas. So, uh, you got to plan accordingly with him. Uh, another starting pitcher going around the same time as Montas is Herman Marquez of the Rockies at pick 173. I know that he pitches in Colorado, but I'd be surprised if he finishes the season there. And if that's the case, you could only be looking at a handful of starts at Coors Field to contend with when everything is said and done in 2021. Uh, maybe he goes over to the Angels and pitches really well for them. I don't know that, I mean, maybe the Yankees trade for him, but uh, hopefully not. That would suck. And also, I'd be happy for the Angels if they trade. We're not doing baseball talk. We're talking fantasy baseball, but uh, Herman Marquez, he's got, I would be shocked if he is not traded by the trade deadline this year. Um, moving on, though, you got Chris Bassett as the last option in the rotation listed inside of the top 200, uh, and he's going at 188. And honestly, after the season that he had last year, even if his 2.29 ERA from 2020 goes up by a run and a half, that is a solid value that late in the draft. As far as relievers go, uh, you got Trevor Rosenthal. He tops the list for Oakland coming in as the number 15 relief pitcher, which is not very high in the draft if we're being honest. Uh, but he also, uh, that list also includes five pitchers that are both starters and relievers. Jesus Lazardo is one of those that are above him. Julio uh, Urias is also one of them. So in terms of just straight relievers that are going to get you saves, he's actually right around number 10. Uh, if your league also accounts for holds that like a couple of mine do, then Jake Diekman is a way better value than his current ranking as the number 45 relief pitcher or just below pick 300 overall. Jake Me Diekman will get you those strikeouts. He'll get you those holds. He is the A's uh, do everything late guy. So uh, he'll get you some holds and it might only take him an out to do it. Uh, holds are fun. I like holds leagues. <laughs> just get a bunch of strikeout guys that pitch a late in games for a, you know, a batter or two. And you're like, ah, eh, I got a hold. That was fun. But back onto the A's. Uh, th those are the main two arms in the relief fantasy realm for the A's. Uh, you can go JB Wendelkin if you feel like it, but I don't know that he's going to be, you know, better than other pitchers. He, he's a hold league option. He's not a, a saves only league option. Um, but you know, he'd be another guy to consider. Um, but in terms of fantasy purposes, that that's basically the A's that you kind of want. Uh, there, there's another guy that I'll mention here a little bit later, but, um, uh, on the field, I think that this group could actually be better than last year. Uh, as I've said a couple of times, the big challenge is going to be playing at the same level for a full season rather than a 60-game sprint. Uh, this is particularly the relief core right here. Um, I, they, they did it again. They, they made a really good bullpen. It's just a matter of, are they going to be winning games? Can they start out strong? Can they be as focused as they were last year? So it's going to be interesting, but that's enough of the pitchers. Coming up on the show, I have a couple of names that I think could be great values for your fantasy baseball teams, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Baseball is only 
what, nine days away, eight days away? I'm bad at doing math. Um, it's only a few days away. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they've also got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you got to do is head over to their website or use your mobile device and sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That is locked on. And that is why everybody's saying that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it is time for some Built Bar madness, people. Today's matchup, we uh, this one hurts my heart, actually. Uh, it is chocolate brownie chunk which is arguably the best one that they make against lemon almond cheesecake, which is also top five. It's really good. Um, yeah, I really want to see who wins this one. I, if I'm going with my heart, it's definitely chocolate brownie chunk, but I love lemon and uh, I, I feel like lemon doesn't get enough love in food. So it, it's a tough one for me. But if this decision is not as tough for you, go to builtbar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter and uh, l do your own voting and let me know which one you did. And uh, when you're at builtbar.com, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in the world. Beginning this Wednesday, the Locked On MLB podcast is featuring one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. That is a mouthful, people. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions surrounding their teams. Follow the Locked On MLB podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And also, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying hearing about fantasy baseball, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Give us a follow on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and on the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I have two names that I think could be great values for your teams this season. And one that's already going in drafts in pretty much any league that you can imagine. And the other one is currently just solely a deeper league option at the moment. But that could change in the next week or two, depending on how... Uh, how things shake out with the roster. But uh, first up, we've got the A's catcher, Sean Murphy, who's currently going at pick 205, which is ridiculous. I'm sorry. He is easily within the top 200, not 205. <laughs> uh, basically, where you want to take Murphy will depend on the categories that your league has. But if you go with on-base percentage over batting average, then Murphy is a pretty solid choice because he might hit 240, but he, he could also have an on-base percentage of like 360. So he's not going to kill you with that batting average. Uh, I'd put him right around the top six in catchers if that's the case. Uh, and I'm you know, sure, I'm a homer, but he's got power. He's got everything else. It's the batting average is the one thing that could hurt you. And uh, Steamer has him as a 5% above league average with the bat, uh, which 
is low, I think, considering that he's been 30, at least 30% above league average in both of his stints in the majors so far. Uh, I know that those have been only 60 games overall spread across two different uh, you know seasons, but if Murphy can stay healthy, he's worth a pick well before the 205 slot in my book, personally. Uh, I don't know that you need to take him there, because if people are taking him later, then sure, just go with whatever is happening. So uh, hold off on drafting him, maybe, and just get him later. Um, the top catcher, which is JT Romuto, uh, he's going at pick 52, and that is way too early to take a catcher for me. There is still plenty of impact talent available that early in the draft. Sean Murphy has 20 home run potential in any given season. He's probably going to give you at least 15, so there's not a ton of give right there. And there isn't a massive gap between him and Riomuto if I'm looking at it, you know, just stats by stats. Uh, so wait for the drafting, wait to draft a catcher and take Murphy wherever you feel comfortable. He might be around at pick 200 if you're not in like an A's only league kind of thing. Uh, the other guy that I'm really high on is AJ Puck. For some reason, this just feels like a different version of him. Uh, he had some bone chips removed. He's throwing loose and easy, and he's always had the talent to get big league hitters out. It's just a matter of getting, being able to practice, and he's getting some practice now. Uh, has it gone well? Not necessarily. Uh, I, he struggled a little bit in his second spring outing on Monday, and he has tossed three and two-thirds innings so far, so you know he's not built up for a large workload just yet. Uh, he's got a 12.27 ERA in that short time, but when Puck does get to Oakland, and that could be as soon as opening day, folks. Uh, he's going to be ready to get some big league hitters out. I don't, I don't think that they're going to have him just work on things at the big league level going against, you know, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman and all these guys that, you know, have big league careers hitting lefties and whatnot. So I, I think that there's a lot at play with AJ Puck and when he gets brought up. And I said on yesterday's podcast, I would put him in the bullpen to start the season just because that the Astros have a harder time with lefties. I think that he'd be a nice look out of the bullpen. Is he ready? I'm not sure, but it kind of feels like they want they want him on the opening day roster. So uh, the next outing that he has could play a big role in whether or not he gets that call. But as for where he's getting drafted, he's going at pick 337. So for 10 team leagues, he is not necessarily an option just yet, but Keep an eye on the news for Puck because when he gets added to the roster, there's going to be a lot of clamoring for him. Uh, and you might get some nice trade offers for AJ Puck if uh, if you don't want to sit on him and see how he's going to do. Uh, you might be able to flip him for something good or you could hold him a little bit, put him into situations that you think might be beneficial for him. And uh, he's going to have some growing pains throughout the course of the season. But I think that this could be the year that he really, you know, improved that draft stock from pick number 337, which is roughly undraftable to, uh, you know, being in the top like 150 or something like that. So um, this is the year that if you have a keeper league or dynasty league or something like that, you might want to throw a pick at AJ Puck, take a flyer, put a $1 bid on him in your new league or something like that and see how things go. I'm not sure that I'm drafting him necessarily, but he's definitely a wait and see option for me. There's going to be hiccups at times, but when he figures it out, he's not going to be easy to acquire if you want him then. So if you're one of those people that likes to have a lot of Oakland A's on your fantasy baseball team, uh, keep an eye out for what 
when he's getting on the roster, how he's doing and all that stuff. Listen to the podcast, obviously, and uh, I'll, I'll keep you updated too. So uh, yeah, that, that is uh, all of my fantasy advice for today. I did more research for this than I did for my own fantasy baseball leagues. So hopefully uh, you got some of you still have drafts going on that uh, this could be useful for. I didn't know when any of these players were going in the according to the ADPs, I just was like, yeah, what does it say in the little window in front of me? And I went from there. So that was a lot of fun. I think I did well. Um, I I have guys that I love drafting like Nemo and Winker. Uh, I don't know why, but I I play in OBP leagues. That might be why. (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, uh, coming up tomorrow, I've got my talk with DC Lumberg of Locked On Mariners. And then on Thursday, I'm talking to the A's new public address announcer, Amelia Schimmel. So we got lots of fun to come this week. There will be a Saturday episode. I'll probably record it on Friday. So there'll be another one after uh, my talk with Amelia. So you got a full five slate of five this week for you guys. Uh, But until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk with you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.